Before we get started, I want to announce that our next Following the Fire Book Club book will be A Church Called Tove by Scott McKnight and Laura Berenger. The subtitle is Forming a Goodness Culture that Resists Abuses of Power and Promotes Healing. That will be episode 25, which comes out on August 11th. And we're really excited that our guest for that episode will actually be one of the authors herself, Laura Berenger. So grab yourself a copy, give it a read, and join us on August 11th. Now, on with the show. And I have been searching. Welcome to Following the Fire. Thanks for joining us on this journey through the wilderness. Just like Israel followed the pillar of fire and smoke, we want to take a new look at our beliefs and just follow him. And like Israel, we get it wrong a lot, we get lost a lot, but we're doing our best to, to go where God leads us. I'm Nathan. And I'm Steve. Don't you know it's all I have? But even Looking for a new faith community is going to be weird at first, but that's just part of the process, like it or not. Nathan decided to be an overachiever and visited two churches in one day and tells us all about his experiences. We also start off the episode with some long overdue shout outs. These battles that I thought you wanted me to win, but you only wanted love. I had been okay, so I was, I realized, I feel like we need an, a shout out section every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. So I have, I have some shout outs and I have, I have. 25 episodes worth of pent-up shout-outs. <laughs> so we can uh, we can shorten it and post. <clears throat> so uh, my beautiful, amazing, awesome wife, Heather, has been hiking the Pacific Crest Trail for most of the time we've been doing this podcast. That's just crazy. Which is insane. And uh, the, the Pacific Crest Trail is... An insane, whoever came up with this, she's hiking from Mexico to Canada. Uh, and it's not like the easy way to Mexico and Canada. The crest part of the Pacific Crest Trail means that she hikes over all the mountains on the way from Mexico like, to Canada. Really? You know, it, so it's, it's the, I would have called it like the ridge, you know, like what's the high point of the Pacific Crest? And she's just walking along the top of those mountains. Wow. That's a lot of so mountains, man. It's a lot of mountains, including she... It's like she all the mountains. Uh, Mount Whitney, the highest in the in the not Alaska states. The contiguous 48? Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that word. Too many syllables. <laughs> I know how to spell it. Um, So she has spent more than 100 days at the time of this recording hiking and living out of her backpack. Oh, man. Um hard to even imagine yeah she she's she's hiked over a thousand five hundred miles of official pacific crest trail mileage which doesn't count like every once in a while she'll like hike up a different mountain or she'll she hiked 18 miles into town and then when she's in town she walks to the post office into the store so she's all kinds of a uh, miles she's not getting credit for um so anyways uh, wherever you are right now, Heather, I'm inspired and amazed by what you're doing. It just sounds so awesome, and it's been awesome to follow along with what she's doing. I, I yeah, it it's impressive. Just not not even from the time spent doing it. Just good grief, it's a lot of money. And and just to brag a little bit more, like a thousand five hundred miles is really far. Um, that's like a far for me. That's an uncomfortable plane ride. Yeah. Um, and she is like 55% of the way done. Oh, wow. So it's it's just an incredible undertaking, but she's about to pass into Oregon, uh, which is her favorite place in the universe and the Pacific Northwest. So um, just awesome, awesome stuff ahead. And I'm, and I'm like work and then think about what she's doing and I'm super jealous that of the, I don't know if I could, I mean, it's physically amazing and inspiring but just sounds so awesome so well you got to join her for a bit right i got to join her for a taste and 
just her normal life was like one of the hardest things I've ever done. <laughs> we, <laughs> um, she went easy on me for two days. Um, and we hiked, uh, the first day we hiked seven miles and the last day we hiked like nine miles. And then the two middle days we hiked 20 miles, which is just what she does Whoa. normally. And it's like I could barely walk after, after, uh, like I, I got back on the plane and, and flew back and I, I could barely stand up when the plane landed. Oh man. We smelled really bad and she's just <laughs> used to it. Um, but she's hitchhiking and she's, she's had crazy. She, we were hiking together and she was like, she bent over cause there was a snake. She was like, Oh, I wonder what kind of snake that was. And the snake answered her by going, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you talk to snakes now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's the, it's a nope rope. It's a get away from that snake. So, hey, you guys should, you guys should hike the PCT. It's just, there's, I followed like everyone I could find on Instagram doing this because it's an amazing undertaking. Yeah. So. That's fantastic. Very cool. Shout out to Heather. Shout out to Heather. My next shout out is, I, I really love watching the the listener data stream in from uh, uh, countries outside the U.S. And, you know, not everyone that listens is listening in a way that we're going to know, like, it, the, the stats show, like, what country you're in. But shout out to our very faithful listeners in Germany. Yep. Um, always cool to see you first people to download the the podcast i don't know if that's out of eagerness or because your day starts sooner (laughs) i have have a sneaking suspicion i probably know them i don't know who they are yeah i probably probably know them (laughs) i assume there's it's probably through your connection there um but it's still cool it's still cool to see you so yeah yeah just wanted you to know we notice you um but so there's two countries in competition with germany for the the most faithful listeners, not in the U S. So the first one is Canada. So welcome Canada. I I feel like we know some (laughs) of you also, but it's still awesome. And then the third one though, and I do not know you is Thailand. Yeah. So I have made up, I, I I do not want to hear from you. I made up a, a really interesting backstory full of mystery and international intrigue about who you are, what you're doing in Thailand. Um, And you don't want to hear because you don't want to shadow the story. Exactly. It's so good that, you know, it'd just be a letdown. But if it's a really good story, then we do want to hear from you. But if it's, I mean, I feel like we could guess. Yeah. Anyways, but Germany, Canada, Thailand, you are all neck and neck. So if you have like one friend each that you tell about it, one of you is certainly going to pull ahead. But there's, I mean... It's just been awesome to see that, you know, UK, New Zealand, Kenya. Yeah, I hadn't looked at the list of countries in a while. There's a lot. Yeah, there's at least 20 countries that it's recorded, which is just awesome. Yeah, Australia, Brazil, Costa Rica, Czechia. Is that? I didn't even know that was a country. I'm stuck in Czechoslovakia. Is that, when was well, that? Maybe when did Maybe that happen? Czech, Czechia? Czechia is supposed to be the Czech Republic. I'm not sure. Maybe I don't mean, Czech Republic is too long. What? I feel like there was a change, and I'm sorry, Czechia, because you're new. <laughs> you're new both as a country and as a listener. Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, it's just fun fun to see that. So that's a shout out to our international folk. Okay, and so my final shout out is to. All you people listening on an iPhone or iTunes or some kind of an Apple device, if you just take one moment, because you're our favorite listeners other than everyone else, <laughs> just take one minute and and review us on, on your podcast app. One, two, three, four, five stars, doesn't matter. Um, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't no, like. On, only five stars. Only, well... I <laughs> I am a, I'm not a five star. I don't give out five stars. So I don't expect five stars from you. If, if we're not giving you five star content, I want a three and a half, but they don't, they don't allow for three and a half. So you can, you can round it that up to five if you need to, but we really do welcome those comments. 
if you tell us what kind of listener would benefit from us, that helps us, but it's also going to help other people that are similar to you find the, find the show, which would be awesome. And if you don't listen on Apple devices, if you have a friend who you think would enjoy an episode, uh, tell them about it, pass it along. And of course, anyone, we, we welcome your comments. Uh, you, you can always email us at following the fire podcast at gmail.com or go to the website with the awesome show notes and hit uh, contact us. So far, we've gotten back to everyone who's written to us. Uh, sometimes it takes us a while, but we have eventually responded to everyone. So we'll, we'll take a couple minutes. We'll wait for you. Go ahead, pause the episode, tell a friend or leave a review, send us an email, and we'll be right back here when you, when you come back. you've done long enough i don't think they did it i don't think any of them did it <laughs> that's okay i don't have any specific shout outs i just i'm just thankful for all the people who are, who are listening and uh sending emails or contact through facebook or reddit or i mean all the different places that we are twitter all those it's just it's just nice to have it's encouraging to have that support um to the, the People are listening to us, and I noticed from the from the stats, it looks like you get a lot of new listeners who start at the beginning and seem to want to be completionists. So, I get that. That's interesting. Yeah. I, anyway, I've been doing that with the Holy Post podcast, and I'm like four years behind still. So, anytime they're like they on post- episode four hundred and eighty or something crazy, aren't they? Oh no, not Holy Post. Sorry, I no, I'm I don't have that much. What do they mean? The Bible Project. The Bible Project, okay. Yeah. The Holy Post is too late, and it's topical, so. Yeah. Um, so, and I keep, and now now that I'm in podcast mode, um, I keep finding great podcasts, and people recommend great podcasts to me. Yep. And books. There's too many. And people are, and so I keep buying more books, and I was, I told myself I was going to stop when I ran <laughs> out of shelf space for my new books, but. Um, no, you're not going to stop. I lit. I, I've been reading this book and in the middle of the book, the book said, stop what you're doing and go order this other book. What? Really? I was like, even my books, even my books, are. <laughs> I can't get, get a, my books are like, there's no place that is safe, Steve. <laughs> um, even my book, like, I'm like just trying to get through the reading list and the book's like, nope, nope. You gotta, you gotta listen more. So you got to read, <laughs> you got to buy more books. Wow. So somebody's got to read them though, but it's been fun. So yeah, I definitely appreciate the, it's been nice connecting with people and yeah, sharing our story, but hearing other people's stories. Yeah, it is. I'm curious to hear your story, Nathan. Apparently you have, you had an interesting Sunday. Yeah. So I have finally, I finally had the combination of courage and boredom (laughs) to, uh, to go out and seek a, in real life, uh, church and start visiting congregations. Wow. It feels really scary. I, I haven't really ever been in this position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I definitely visited churches, uh, in college, but it was more of a intellectual intersi- exercise. Mm. Well, and you had to rate them with their coffee and, and I, whatever. And I rated them exactly. It was yeah. very cynical. So yeah, I, uh, every other weekend I don't have my son and my wife is in the middle of the mountain somewhere out of cell range most of the time right now. So, um, I thought you know what? I'm going to take my weekends when it's just me and just go visit some churches and, and see what I can find. And I, I really, so I, I was, it's hard to know where to start. And there's a lot of churches 
Yeah, oh my word. I used to I used to be ju- kind of judgmental of the Bible Belt because I felt like they had a lot of churches, but I mm-hmm. think that I just didn't know that it's just we all have a lot of churches. Mhm. So, I I apologize to the people I judged in in my mind in the Bible Belt. Well, you can still judge them. There's still too many. There's too many churches, guys. <laughs> um but can we always you know, get along? We we had t- taken the quiz, which kind of that planted a seed in me for like, you know, what what am I looking for? And we've talked some about what our priorities are for looking at churches. So kind of put a pin in a, in the map, but I decided to start. I don't know. It's not. It's it's an art, not a, not a science. I just yeah. decided to start with uh, Anglican hmm. Episcopalian churches because I. I know a little bit about about them, and I felt like uh, there's a lot of denominations I know a lot less about. Okay. And there's some intriguing things about, you know, I I read C.S. Lewis, N.T. Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is Anglican? Um, oh, uh, Dorothy Sayers. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember who else I that I've read that that I kind of like their theology. So. Um. I looked up the map, and it turns out there's two two of those churches in our town. Um, and so I, th- I was I was like, how do you pick between two of the same kind of churches? And I don't really know how it works when it's when there's like a church structure, and like maybe maybe it's like where you live in your neighborhood. Maybe I'm supposed to go mm, to one, right? Not the other. But I looked them up, and I realized that their uh, their worship times are staggered. And that I would be able to visit both of them like really easily on the same day. Really? And a twofer. A twofer. And then I realized like that's the perfect church visiting strategy for churches that have either multiple services or or that like yeah, you just need a spreadsheet, you need a graph, <laughs> church church start times. You could probably get in three if you're an early morning person, but I, I skipped the early one. Not I'm not for, up for that. Um, like that's a, that's efficiency and that's what it's all about. Absolutely. But I I was like, do you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. And I I feel like that I was really curious too, because the two churches are actually really close to each other. Really? Um, like a couple of blocks away from each other. Wow. Which is, you know, it's odd that, that in itself, I had a lot of questions about that. You know, how, how does that happen? How do the two churches think about each other? Mm-hmm. Why aren't they just one church? And I, I remember that our, like, our church has the same thing. We have, there, there are two churches of Christ in town that are almost right next to each other. And I don't know, I went to one of them and I know almost nothing about the other one. Mm. But it's, it's like a block and a half away. Really? I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, there, there's another one that's far away. There's at least three in town, Churches of Christ. Really? So that, I kind of remembered that before I went, because I was like, they're not going to know. They probably don't know about the other one. They, you know, it just na- happened naturally. So are there different brands of Anglican church? or Well, that's what I... They don't I, call themselves Anglican, right? Yeah, I just can't no. say Episcopalian because it's too many syllables. I know how to say Episcopalian, but I definitely am saying Episcopal wrong. Episcopal? Episcopal? It just I, sounds I don't wrong. even know if that's a word. Is that a yeah. word? I don't know. Ep, ep, Episcopal. Episcopal. That's the word. Yeah, okay. You really Episcopal. threw me off with the Episcopal. <laughs> yeah. That's Episcopal. why I say Anglican, because it's, again, I choose the easy one to pronounce. You gotta put the emphasis on the right syllable. Yeah. And it's it's funny that it changes... Okay, anyways, it changes uh, names when it changes countries. So I showed up to the first one. And I was really nervous. And I I did the thing where I, I like pulled up and I was like, maybe I should just drive back home. Yeah. But I, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do it. I, I dressed down quite a bit. I wore a t-shirt and jeans and then walked up. And the first church held uh, held worship outside. And I, I went and, and it was a bring your own lawn chair. So, so I had a, a little lawn chair. Uh, sat down kind of near the back and then like in a couple minutes in I realized 
every single person there knows that I'm the only new person there. <laughs> um, and so then I was, it was just like very obvious for several reasons. One, I was not dressed very well. Two, I was probably a couple of generations younger than everybody else there. Really? Yeah. And, and then after that, there was a couple of like, Hey, anyone, anyone visiting, you know, we were happy to have <laughs> you. And I, I just got a kick out of that because uh, that came up a couple of times. And I was like, I think I'm, I think that they're talking just to me. Um, and everybody knows they're talking just to you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, including <laughs> me, we all know, yeah. but I appreciated yeah. that they didn't say welcome to the guy in the gray shirt with the beard. <laughs> um, we're glad to have you. So I would have, I would have turned bright red, but so you show up and I realized that the Episcopal church is perfect for people who are uncomfortable with church or who have never been before because they hand you a mm. little manual and you open it up and you're like, man, there's a lot of stuff here. And then someone starts talking and there's talk, they're saying exactly what's on the page. Really? Yeah, the whole thing. So they started off, blessed be God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And then it's like, hey, everyone else here, you're supposed to say, and blessed be God's kingdom now and forever. Amen. Hmm. Um, so they have a, they had like a little lectionary or I, I don't know what this is called, actually. It's called um, script. Yeah, they had, they had an order of worship. <laughs> and so I, I was like, okay. So I listened along. Um, they had songs. They had the the music to the songs with the notes and a lot of the songs had a uh, four part harmony really? uh, for the notes. Hmm. And then they just went through these, uh, they had readings of scripture. They read from Jeremiah, from Ephesians and from Mark. And then there was a sermon on Mark. We all read the Nicene creed. I, I cried like three times throughout this at, at the prayers um, I cry, I'm pretty sure I cried during the Nicene Creed, which is uh, possibly a first ever in the history of the church. <laughs> um, and then, oh boy, this guy really is new. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it, so. It, I mean, completely different than what I'm used to. It, I was really uncomfortable, and yeah. and then I went to the then I went to the second church. And then they handed me like a much bigger, much bigger document and I opened it up and the words were exactly the same. I was like, oh yeah, that's how it works. Oh yeah, I forget that. Yeah. And I, I should have known. Same verses, same, uh, same reading. The, that section of the Bible. Yeah. 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 They, it's the same, uh, like here's the part one. We started with the same, we started with the same thing and I was like, oh Yeah. And then I was much better at the second one because I had, I had just done it the first time. Yeah. And then there's a there's a part in the middle where the the pastor gave a a sermon on kind of a short sermon on this on what was happening. And there were some differences. Um, the songs were different, but but still, like I, I think I'd been to an Anglican church in uh, Paris when I lived there one time. The most uncomfortable, if you've ever been to a church like this, is when they, there's a, I'll prepare you in case you ever are in a high church, Steve. Okay. So the most scary part of high church is when they get to the part that says anything having to do with peace. Let me find it. It's scary. Oh, sharing the peace? Sharing the peace is so. I've, I've heard, I've heard of that. I've heard that term. Is that like greet your neighbor? It's greet your neighbor, but it's. You have to know how to how to do it, and I didn't know how to do it. Very specific way to greet your neighbor, huh? Yeah. Oh, I can't find it now. Yeah, so the peace. So the celebrant, that's the person in the front, says, the peace of the Lord be always with you. And then everyone says, and also with you. And then you turn around to everyone and say, peace with peace be to you. And, and you do your hands up like you wave. And then I think, I don't know what you're supposed to, I think you're supposed to say, and also with you. Okay. But I just said peace to everyone. And in my generation, that was like a common, it would be like, peace out. Hey, peace, man. Peace, yeah. peace, peace. <laughs> peace. <What's> up? Peace. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I f so that's what I'm saying. And I'm waving and saying, peace, peace, 
<laughs> which is what you're supposed to say when you leave if you're a millennial. You say peace right. and then you peace out. Peace out. So when you peace and stay, it's like saying goodbye, but then you don't go for a while. So it was awkward. <laughs> um, Did both places do that? They both shared the piece. Yep. I was much better the second place. I shared a row with, um, it was like me and like five old ladies, five elderly ladies. In in the row? In the row. And by the second time I was a little bit more comfortable. And so I struck up conversation with them. And so when we shared the piece, it was, it went way, way better the second time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So the, I had been, um, I had been reading the night before I just binge read uh, Mark, the Gospel of Mark. And Mark is one of my least favorite ones. I like to read Luke and Matthew for some reason, but I kind of avoid Mark and John. Really? John's a little bit too fe- touchy-feely, and Mark skips all of all the important details that I want to know. But I was reading Mark, and I was struck by this pattern of over and over and over Jesus and then eventually the apostles where they teach and then they heal and then they withdraw to rest. Mm-hmm. And I'd never noticed that before. And it, it's like mm. over teach, heal, then Jesus withdrew. And then people mm-hmm. find him wherever he is and he's kind of tired, but he helps him. And then he teach heals and then he withdraws again. And then eventually it kind of culminates and the apostles go out and they teach and then they heal and they come back. And Jesus says, okay, now the next step is you need to go rest and, you you know, go take take some time off. And I was like, I've never noticed that pattern before. Hmm. So crazy. And I, like, I wrote it in the top, like, several times, like, man, what what does this mean? And then I got, you know, got to the first church and the gospel reading, because there's an Old Testament and then um, there was an epistle reading and then the gospel the gospel was from Mark 6, and it was it was exactly that. It was the apostles coming back and Jesus saying, okay, now go go and rest. Hmm. And, and I started crying when we got to that, uh, like really? quietly sobbing, because I was just like, oh, wow. The, I'm always wondering, like, what does it mean to have the spirit? Do I have the spirit? Is it, or is it the emperor's new clothes? Are we all kind of pretending? Right. You know, do I want it? Am I listening to my own thoughts? And I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer. Some days I'm fully convinced that I'm being led by the spirit. Some days I'm fully convinced that I'm making it up. Hmm. But I just thought it was so cool to read that passage, think about it. And then it, it comes up in the, in the reading. And then both sermons, of course, were about that and ended up being about the importance of sometimes it's important to stop things and, and to know when to rest. So mm. that, that was awesome. So I, I went back and listened to what I said my, um, my criteria were for looking for a church. Oh yeah. And I had, I had said, I'm looking for Orthodox Nicene Creed. And of course we, uh, we, we read, we all read it together and I cried I was looking for fruit. One of the things that that I really loved, one of the things I was looking for that was a must-have was humility as a collective, collective um, humility, just as a as a as a body. Yeah. And the official readings had prayers in them that were just full of humility. Like, hmm. God help us as a church. We know that we're blind. We know that we're weak. We don't even know the places we're blind and the places we're weak. So make us whole in you and make us whole to see the people that we miss. And there was, it was just so full of that, that collective humility and the, the kind of the sermons had that same, had that same um, feeling. There was definitely an outward focus like, Hey, we're here for today, but a natural part of the gospel is for us to reach out and, to go from here um, humbly, but to serve people. Mm-hmm. There were prayers for like essential workers, for people impacted by COVID. They prayed for other churches, and and one of them shares a building with a uh, with two other denominations, and so they prayed for the 
the people of both of those churches that God is leading those churches as well. Really? Um, which just felt foreign to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but was, but was, be- it was beautiful. Just kind, the, of re- kind of refreshing. Yeah. That, and that's kind of what I mean by the collective humility. Like, do you know what? We're, it's not help them to be like us. Thank God that we are not like them. Yeah. It was, um, it was, and in fact, the one that was sharing, this was so cool. So they got to the end and they had announcements and, um, you know, we're, Hey, we're going to have a food drive at this time. And, and they got through the announcements and then she said, okay, our, our sister churches have a couple announcements for you as well. So they said, Hey, the, Hey, the, you know, this church, um, they're looking for, you know, snacks for their preschoolers. If anyone could help, we'd really appreciate it if you could sign up. Hey, the, Really, I was like, "Whoa!" So they're they're a collective of churches that 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 means they're sharing their kind of concerns to each other, and just so cool. That's really neat. What uh, makes me think of so you've driven from Colorado to Oklahoma several times and back several times. Yep. Um, along the way, I think it's in I think it's in Kansas. There's lots of horizon, and way off on the on the side of the road. Off, off of the road in like a little bitty town. It, I think there's a sign that says like uh, Chapel of the Prairie or. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking something about. Something like that. And I don't know if this is true. <laughs> you, I mean, you may know more about it than me, but I think, I think it was my dad was telling me about this, how they built this church building and in the town and the it's shared by a Catholic church and a Lutheran church. But they were so adamant about not like they hated each other, <laughs> but they had one big building. And so they, the, the pews were you know, like a, like a, a pew is like an L shaped. If you look at it from the side, you know, like yeah. a seat in the back. And so that, like Catholic was one direction and they'd pivot the other direction. So to face the other <laughs> direction for the Lutheran church, because they just couldn't get along. Reversible they pews. They, they, they didn't even want to like look at the, the Catholic crucifix on the wall. They yeah, have to be behind them when they, you know when they're doing their stuff. Oh, so wow. I, that, that may be completely made up <laughs> yeah. story. But. I, yeah, I don't know if that's like creative. <laughs> you know, let's let's lean on what we have in common and let's do what we can, or if it's like a sad, a sad story. Yeah, well, even if it's not true, it's one of those things. It's like the fact that I believed it was true is <laughs> sure. saying something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the, I I have been to churches where there are multiple churches that meet there, but they do not intersect at all. They just kind of and the ships pass the night. Yeah, the Korean church and the or the Spanish language church or, mm. or whatever it is that's kind of sharing the space. So that that was cool, and I'm I'm sure that that happens. And that's the not three churches are sharing the same building. Yeah, uh, Catholic, Lutheran, and Episcopal. Catholic Lutheran Episcopal, really? Yeah. Wow. I think I think I have that right. And I, I have no idea what it looks like when they're actually in the building. I don't know enough about do Catholics. Oh, you're outside. Yeah, we were outside. Um but there didn't seem to be other people there, so they must either stagger their times or maybe even their days. I don't know. Mm. Do Catholics Catholics do mass on Sunday morning? I think Catholics do mass every day. I mean they're if you're like super devout. Yeah. But maybe Sunday, Sunday afternoon or evening. Yeah. I don't think it's a morning requirement thing. Oh, at also at one point, uh, we, we all prayed collectively for our president, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> president Joe. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I've never heard him called that. And I was like, what? On a first name basis. <laughs> yeah. It just felt weird. First of all, to be praying for a Democrat. But second, <laughs> second oh, sorry, to be uh, calling him Joe, and it was written down. So I was like, is, "Is he the president of the synod or the you know diocese?" No, I think he's. I think he, they mean the the big one. I think they mean the really wow. Yeah. So well, good for them. Good for them. Yeah, I can't remember. I guess I could look it up exactly what they said, and I'm sure they prayed for Don, also. I don't we think call it, him Don. Yeah, Donald. I kind of like that. Do you know what? He's just a person. Yeah. 
Kind of makes him feel more like a person. So some really cool stuff. The singing was hard. It, it was really high and it was, you know, that's going to be a thing to get used to. I was really curious about what involvement lay people have because they, they definitely have a clergy and they had vestments. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a procession. That stuff all makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. But kind of it was easy to get over that because by the time the sermon was happening, it was a very spirit-filled sermon. Hmm. Just more more pomp and circumstance than you're used to? Yeah, just, a, just probably different kinds of pomp and circumstance. But yeah, definitely a yeah, just stuff that I'm not I'm not used to. But I also wondered, you know, I've I had we had spoken about like lay people involvement before, but honestly, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm trying to think more about like how does my church fit into my daily living out of my faith? If sometimes I wonder if I actually can be involved on Sunday and I'm like doing something, if I feel like I've gotten credit for my Christian task for the week and maybe it's okay that I I come to the church to be filled up with good teaching and to meet with people and take communion mm. and then my work is not on Sunday morning my work is the six other days I'm like do I really care if I'm teaching the lessons on Sunday or is it kind of nice to have a professional <laughs> so the outward focus was really cool the, the humble thing was really cool going through kind of my so I'd said what I was looking for was orthodox. I wanted to see fruit of the spirit. It was really hard to see. Um, I didn't do a good job. I didn't stick around very long to talk to people. Kind of ran as soon yeah. as the, the service was over. So it, I think that one's going to be the hardest to find is just what are the people like? Are they being transformed by the spirit? Mm. The clergy part of it, they, they were awesome. The, the people putting it on. But definitely the next thing I had said was it can't have bitterness and squelchment. It's got to be open and loving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was both churches were just just so well welcoming in that aspect. And I even um, the pastor of one came up to me afterward. That's the one where I was like the clear visitor. Yeah. And she, well, she. Whoa. Yeah. She, uh, you know, she asked me what I was doing and I kind of just like, Word vomited. I'm looking for been along in Church Christ, and I grew up kind of like that. Um, and she was like, "Yeah, I grew up uh, evangelical." Also, she was like, uh, "I took I took seven years off of church uh, after that." And then we uh, we talked about deconstruction, and she was like, "Man, you got to connect with people on the internet talking about deconstruction." Mm. Um, she was like, "Have you heard of Nadia Bowles Weber?" Um, really. And she was like, she's, she's, she grew up Church of Christ. I was like, yeah, I, I know. And she was like, what about Sarah Bessie? You should totally listen to Sarah Bessie. And she was just not afraid at all of, mm. of the questions or the, um, like, yeah, yeah, that's what you're going through. Then, yeah, so, are, so are a lot of us. That's, that, that's refreshing too. And like, how beautiful that, they get to deconstruct and keep going to church. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Right. Like, yeah, that's some of us. You're you're welcome here. And I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure it's kind of like going to a car lot and you're like, the car salesmen are so nice to me. <laughs> yeah. They're on their best behavior. They're on their best behavior. And, you know, if I, if I give a hint to like what I'm looking for or to where I am, sure, it, it makes sense. Right. But, but just, it was just a refreshing and I, I kind of looked through my list of, you know what? Yeah, it's, I'm not looking for a church to to do everything that to be my entire Christian expression for the week. Definitely hard to visit churches during COVID because both both churches had remote services going on at the same time. Oh yeah, and so yeah, they're pretty sparse. You have no idea who's who's listening from home, right? And the uh, the older people tended to come into the building. So who knows if that's just because of a technology adoption thing or, mm. or what? Yeah. There are a couple places that we wanted to visit that don't have services in person at all yet. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, still to this point. 
Yeah, and one one of the service was inside, uh, fully masked, and then I and then you had to show your vaccination card to either be in the close to people section, or if you didn't show your vaccination card, you got to be not close to people. So that's an obvious choice. Oh, interesting. The other one was outside, but no mask. Um, just weird, weird. Uh, definitely a weird time to visit a church. Yeah, and we're we're also tr- like we're trying to figure out: do we want to visit a church? Do we want to start visiting churches when we're still having to do weird stuff? Yeah. Or do we want to wait until it's more normal? But then it's, then I kind of wonder if it's just, are we looking for an excuse not to go visit a church that's going to feel weird? Yeah, I mean. Which I think, honestly, is maybe part of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely looking for excuses. We know that anywhere anywhere we go, we're, we're gonna it's going to feel weird. Yeah. No matter what. But the... I was, even the night before, I was like, I'm going to try to convince myself not to go in the morning. I know that I'm going to wake up and have a good reason not to go. And I don't know what I'm going to do in the next upcoming Sundays. I think part of that is okay. And the I think part of the rest and knowing when, when it's okay to rest, I think that applies to this stuff too. Yeah. It's, and it's, a th- I listened to two sermons on this, so now I'm an expert. knowing when to stop or even knowing when to pause or slow down and not accelerate is a thing that I haven't seen in churches before. Yeah. My business where I work, we always look at year over year revenue. We're always looking at what did we do last year? And we all assume that what we need to do this year is more than that. Yeah. But I don't think that's how church should work. I don't think church is supposed to be how many people did we have last year because next year we need to have more. Or how much money did we give because next year we need to give more? Hmm. That's how capitalism works. But yeah. this, like, there's times for churches to say, do you know what, maybe we should stop this this program. Or do you know what, maybe it's, maybe it's time to take a break from this whatever it is for a few weeks. And I think there's a lot of deconstructing or, or just kind of Christians that are taking a Sabbath right now from church. I think that's, I think that's okay. Yeah, I I think I agree. I mean, I think it's been, as we've discussed, it's been weird, but it's been refreshing, and and I keep using that word refreshing, but I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, as being as as busy and as as involved as we were in church, it, it got to the point where it almost felt like a job, and when when you get too deep into that and we got we got too we were too involved it it just i mean it you, it does start feeling like a job and like you just have to do this or that and having that time off has been been nice to kind of rethink about what what's really what's really going on and why are we doing this so i i definitely want to get back i mean my, i think i'm missing the community aspects of church and like my kids are starting to miss community aspects of church, but well, I'm, I'm glad you got to go to those two places. You think you think you'll go back there, or you just kind of like wanted to hit a few places? And you said you, I know you don't know what you're going to do next week, but yeah, I, do you have do you have a strategy? Do you have like pins on a map and red string between them and things like that? No, I'm a I'm a little <laughs> bit ner- I'm a little bit concerned because I've done because of that time I did it in college where I visited so many churches. The more the more I visit, the more I feel like I am going to have my arms crossed and I'm going to be critiquing what they're doing and who's the best one mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And that that's not the stance that I'm looking for. And these these two hit my hit my must have, uh, other than fruit of the spirit. Looking for that, just because I haven't met people yet. It's hard, yeah, hard to tell. So I think I I'm kind of thinking of it. As, I have a I have more flexibility than you because I I'm probably gonna only go on weekends that I don't have Malachi mm, yeah, and kind of ease into it and see if I can meet people. And I'm kind of, I feel like this is an interim plan before my wife gets back because I would like to look for churches with her. Um, sure. Not, not like find one and then say, here's where we're going. So I think I found, I don't know. I might just keep going to both of them. <laughs> <laughs> so the second one thinks I'm really good at it. Like man, you have this memorized. Like, yeah, I, and we'll see uh, again. 
there's there's churches online still. I've been using Sunday also for just like podcast meditation time. So we'll see. But it, it really was it was really good to be with other Christians and know that know they're out there. And I do feel like you mentioned it's gonna be weird no matter what. It's kind of like I feel like it's worth diving into that weirdness a few times just to get the used to the weirdness. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because if you if you wait too long, or if you, or if it's really far in between, like trying one kind and another, it's going to be kind of overwhelming. And I, I mean, we, I had I had I've visited you know Catholic churches before, or Anglican, or or other high, other high churches church. before, high church before. So that was helpful to have a little bit of a framework. But I feel like if mm. you if you didn't have that at all, then Start with Episcopal because they give you the manual. <laughs> no surprises. Church, church manual. That's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Again, and it just, it helped me remember that people from the church that I left, they're meeting and they're part of the body that I belong to. And these people have been meeting in my hometown for the 30 years I've been alive or 35. And they belong to the body also. And I didn't know about them. And now I know about them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice. I'm glad you. I'm glad you got to do that. Yeah, definitely been a weird wilderness wandering time, and I, I always want to skip to the end. I just want to be comfortable again and in a church where I know how it all works and mm-hmm. uh, where I know how I fit in. But I think that's asking to win the lottery, and God just gives us daily bread. So, uh, trying to en- enjoy the this part of the process and not not be too discontent that I'm here because I think there's plenty of work being done in the church and in me right now where we are. So I need to keep reminding myself that this is a process. Enjoy the process, learn from it because every stage of things is going to be a different, it's going to work a different part of your brain and your heart. And I tried not to notice all the things they were doing wrong. There's so many things. See, I was going to ask you: Is it is the things that like really bugged you? But I, you know, don't, don't get all negative. <laughs> <laughs> Just always, there always will be, and I don't know how to get rid of it. So I went in knowing that I'm gonna, I'm gonna be critical of everything, and that I'm wrong about most of those things. As as long as you know you're wrong, does that does that make you more right if you know that you're wrong? I don't know. They... Go through wrong and come out the other side. <laughs> It should work. The first step is supposed to be admitting you have a problem, but I feel like I'm immune to the first step. <laughs> like, yep, I've got a problem. Still do it. Doesn't stop me. Doesn't even slow me down. Yeah, th- there's tons of things that bug me, um, but none of them were important. Hmm. So I'd, I'd rather I'd rather be bugged by the things that only matter to me than uh, miss the great things, the the bigger things. Sounds kind of like a. Kind of like freedom, you know? Yeah. Not having to sit there and super overanalyze everything because a lot of the things that maybe all the minors we used to major in are not as major as we, we thought. So it's kind of, you know, you don't have to worry as much, I guess. I don't know. No, you're totally... Makes sense? You're, it makes so much sense. It's It's this prison that I built for myself be right and to notice the wrong all the time. And now I'd noticed God. <laughs> I noticed the spirit and and I I definitely noticed things that that bugged me, but I quickly let them go and it's like a burden being lifted off my shoulders. And I know that I'm the one like I'm the one there that needs I need them. That's why I showed up. They're all yeah. they've all got each other and I I'm coming because I I want their help as a body to grow closer to God. So who am I to, yeah, I could show up and say like, now I know that it's printed as a C, but you do need to drop it a third. I'll work up to that because it was a problem. Well, and you're not exactly a soprano. Yeah, it's, (laughs) I, I could not, I was singing the bass and it was, it was the low alto. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay it's all right it's all right they they don't know they don't know any better it's part of the process <laughs> it's part of the process <laughs> yeah i i literally thought uh 
I was like, do you know what? I'm full of the leaven of Nathan. I'm full of the leaven of the Pharisee. <laughs> and I, I do not want to infect this congregation or any congregation I go to with that. I'm going to keep it to myself and, and recognize when I'm doing that. And, um, yeah, it really makes a difference. Just wait until they trust you. Then you can pull out the big stuff. <laughs> yeah. I have a list that I've been keeping. <laughs> so we'll see. The adventure continues. I'd love to hear if anyone has tried visiting a church or what online church has been like. Let us know. I think one of the first churches we're going to check out is a United Church of Christ. You went You went full. You went full. Full liberal crazy, I know, and but it's it's a bit a bit high churchish from what it, it looks like. Yeah, I know so nothing it, about it. I know nothing about the United. I I, I know nothing about it either. Basically, I've seen some of the videos online, but so we'll see if we survive. But hopefully, I'll I be able to report back soon too as well. I can't wait to hear about that. I'd I'd be interested if you if you feel like an imposter. I kind of felt like I was sneaking in. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm. I can't wait. To yeah, hear I'll about definitely. It. I'll definitely let you know for sure. And then I'll Google what UCC is. I'm just used to saying, "Oh, I know it says Church of Christ, but the U makes a big difference." Right. <laughs> <laughs> they just stole that from Romans sixteen sixteen. <laughs> United's not in there anywhere, Steve. Right. I will have a good weekend, man. Yeah, you too. All these messages I thought you wanted to hear But it only takes a whisper Hey, thanks for listening to Following the Fire. If you'd like to see show notes for this episode, which includes links to everything we mentioned as well as all the scriptures, head on over to followingthefire.com and just click on this episode. There's also contact information on the website, Let us know what you think about the show and if you have any suggestions for future topics. Also, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts if you could. It really helps other folks find the show. And as always, thanks to the fabulous Daniel Wheat for the theme song and the music for the episode. You can find more of his stuff on Apple Music and Spotify. See you later.